0: Omagya nati madan desya, salakaya shakshurum yena, tasmaisi guru ve namaha. Shite tam no stapitam yena butare. Swayam rupa kalamayam, the tikam. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Pramo Niccananda Shri Dvaita Grada Shri Vasadi Gauravakta Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare So, recently, there was an, uh, an annual event, um, a, uh, an interfaith dialogue program, Vaisnav Christian Dialogue, an annual event, and there, Lukmini, uh, David Darcy, Prabhupada's disciple, um, she spoke and uh, the topic of her uh, of her lecture was union with God and separation of God. And uh, so she said, she spoke about the rasa of separation in the bhakti-yoga tradition and the variety of relationship that exists within that mood. The highest realm of loving the emotion is love and separation which is rooted in humility and longing. Quoting from the writings of Vaishnava Acharyas, he explained that love and union and in separations are two banks of a river. Love and separation is considered superior because in union there's an anticipation of separation, whereas in separation there's the anticipation of meeting. Then, Rukmini Dasi quoted the historic Vaishnava poet Nanda Das. There is more love in separation than in union, for in union, the beloved is found in one place only, while in separation, the beloved is found everywhere. Mm. Yes, uh, yes, I, uh, I remembered that, uh, that quote, uh, that in, in in union, we see Krishna, in one place, but in separation, we see him everywhere. Mm. Okay, well, it was just something that was on ISKCON news, and that um, I read today. And uh, I thought it would be nice to just uh, begin with uh, with that. Of course, the topic of uh, of separation uh, is the uh, is a very exalted topic: separation, love and separation. Um, difficult, uh, always difficult to understand for us who are in this in this world. Um, but the realization um, um, by hearing such such uh, poetic expressions. Uh, We're gaining some more insight, so I thought, in that way, it was uh, it was of uh, of value to us. Um, Love. Mm -hmm. Again, it's like hope, Um, union, and love of God. are being union in and union love of God in union and love in separation two banks of a river, uh, and so with one we stand on either side of the river and look at the other bank. So when we're in separation, then we are looking at at union at the meeting, and when we're standing on the side of union, uh, we're looking. At separation, mm. so uh, then more love in separation than in union. For in union, the beloved is found in one place only. While in separation, the beloved is found everywhere. Mm. Yes, to always think of Krishna everywhere, at every moment, mm. whether Krishna is now. Uh, present before us and we can actually see him or whether Krishna is not present before us he's present everywhere where is a question Um, um, of course we wish we wish we would be able to see Krishna face to face Um, we would desire so Mm. how amazing would that be if now we could be in Krishna's pastimes and if if only um, we could be there and could see Krishna um, Krishna walking down the pathway or hearing Krishna's uh, flute playing or just seeing him uh, departing for the forest uh, with the Uh, with the cows and cowherd boys we would certainly uh and if we would not be amongst those cowherd boys um we would be there standing and seeing krishna disappearing in the forest in and and oh that would be difficult an entire day, an entire day, without Krishna. When Krishna, um, when Krishna left um, Vrindavan, the gopis just spent their time in separation, remembering Krishna. And different gopis started to uh, act out different, uh, different pastimes of Krishna. No. One gopi lifted the cloth of another one, and in this way acted out the lifting of, of Govardhan pastime. And somehow or other, oh. they were constantly enacting the pastimes of Krishna. Mm. So this is, is, is one way. Um, to just absorb ourselves in the pastimes of Krishna, Uh, hearing the pastimes of Krishna, enacting the pastimes of Krishna, singing about the pastimes of Krishna, Um, any possible way to remember Krishna. Mm. So separation intensifies that remembrance of Krishna. And the eagerness to be with Krishna. Mm. All right, that's all I'm going to say about that topic. Um, let's see. I'll uh, I'll look at some uh, some of the books that I'm having here. Yeah. Um, one of Srila Prabhupada's uh, god brothers, who a disciple of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, uh, who was sent by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta to study in London and to uh, get a PhD thesis on the history and literature of uh, the history and literature of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas and their relation to other medieval Vaishnava schools. So this book is, uh, is interesting. Okay, one second. It tells us a lot about uh, various books. And it says, it's it, uh, so I just opened it up somewhere. And it begins to describe uh, Baladevijjabhusan and his works. So Baladevijjabhusan is an, uh, was an amazing Vaishnava uh, who apparently, uh, he appeared, near ramuna in uh, uh, in in Orissa and uh, yes that is one of the places we were going to visit this year on our parikama uh, we were planning to uh, to be there and meet uh, and go to that place of Chibusan. so we can now mentally go there. Um, it's not far from the actual Kira uh, uh, Chora Gopinath. So, Govinda This is the earliest and most famous of all the works of Baladev. It is the commentary on the Vedanta written in the light of the Achintya bede bede doctrine of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. Baladev being the latest of all classical writers on the subject, has been able to survey all existing thought on it and to establish the supremacy and perfection of his own theory. Uh, so, a little background. The uh, situation was that, in, um, was that the rulers of Jaipur um, were uh, traditionally for a number of generations since Akbar, they had been in a a partnership with the emperor in Delhi. And they had provided a lot of military strength. And they had agreed to fight on the side of Akbar to deal with the Afghan invaders. And Akbar was very much needed, needed that kind of support. So Jaipur was a place, even although India was under the uh, the Mughal rule, Jaipur maintained its Hindu identity. In fact, it became a stronghold of Hinduism. in the uh, Vedic system of governance, the kings are not independent. The kings are always uh, connected with the Brahmanas. And the governor and the, and the government uh, would gain strength from this unity. Because people were taught to follow the, uh, the Vedas and the king was also following the Vedas, and was accompanied by uh, Brahminical advisors, ministers who were Brahmins and who were greatly learned, and uh, or pandits who were advising the court, uh, the royal court. And in this way, uh, the uh, spiritual doctrine was very strong. So. Um, the king, in order to solidify his political uh, position, had invited a group of brahmanas to reside in, in Jaipur, near Jaipur. is Galta, and they were residing there. And these brahmanas were from the smarter tradition. They were learned, they were strict, especially in the Dharma Shastra. And, uh, and they, then Jaipur, because it was protected from the, uh, from the Muslims, Jaipur became the shelter of many, many uh, of, of many uh, deities that were being kept there. So Radhagovinda, the deities of Rupa Goswami, had been moved to Jaipur. And they were being worshipped. It was then that the Gauta Brahmin community, who had a connection with the Ramanuja Sampradaya, was objecting against the worship of, uh, of Radha and Krishna. Because they were saying that, <coughs> how can Radha and Krishna be on one altar? when they're not married, that is against the principles of Dharma. So the king pointed out, no, no, this is based on the Gaudiya Sampadaya's uh, conclusions. Uh So this worship is accepted, but the king was not sufficiently learned in scripture to be able to uh, to answer to uh, to to all of this well, to because the uh, brahmanas were objecting that the thegos don't even have a commentary on the Vedanta Sutra right? whereas the Gaudias did not have a commentary on the Vedanta Sutra because the Gaudias are considering the Srimad um, the Bhagavatam as the commentary on the Vedanta Sutra, because that is what Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, that is what is stated about Srimad Bhagavatam uh, in the Garuda Purana. So, in this way, the Godiyas, uh they did not have. But the authority of the gaudiyas then was being challenged. And then it was Srila Baladev son, who, who was sent to Jaipur. Initially I had asked Vishnu Chakravarti to go but he was old and to go the whole distance by food, to make the whole journey was too stressful. So he didn't want to leave Raj and, uh, and go all the way to Jaipur so he sent Baladev. And Baladev um, Baladev was a unique personality, uh, because Baladev, he was a sannyasi in Madhva Sampradaya, who had made a connection with the Godias in Vrindavan, and who was in this way, he was both, he was a, a Madhva and a Gaudiya. So when Baladev mm, came. He came and challenged the uh, the uh, Ramanandi Vaishnavas. And uh, at first, they said, no, we will not enter into any debate with a Gaudiya. But since Baladev was a Madhva uh, sannyasi, they could not uh, deny him. So they entered into some debate. And then Baladev, uh, he wrote this commentary on uh, on on uh, on Vedanta Sutra, for the Gaudiya God, commentary it's called Govinda Basio. Uh, it is said that Govindaji uh, dictated the commentary. Now, dictating, yeah, that that may may be taken as uh, from within. Um, Prabhupada would also say that Krishna has dictated his books uh, to him. So this dictating, uh, it, may be just, it may be inspired from within. But whatever or, who knows, dictated, he heard it. Uh, whatever may be, that's not so important. Uh, what is important is that the Govinda Basya was a, uh, a book that uh, that then established established the conclusion of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas and established the worship of Radha in Krishna and established Parakiras and as the actual the topmost level of worship. So now I'm back again with uh, the topic I began with with separation because the parakya ras is naturally prone to such separation Uh, after all it is the forbidden ras between paramours stolen moments Uh, so stolen moments that are often not not happening due to external obstacles uh, Joktila, the mother-in-law, who makes it impossible for Radha and Krishna to meet. Or uh, stolen moments that are just too short. Uh, and, and then, um, so is Parakirast then, uh, where Radha and Krishna are worshipped as a divine couple, uh, that uh, was is 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 established in the uh, in this in this book in the, the Bus, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, so uh, a little bit on that from the words of Sambhidananda. We have also observed that this disputation with the Ramanandi sect caused him to write this book. It is said that it was written within 18 days. According to another tradition, Baladev took three months to finish it. There is no doubt that while he was studying the Vedanta under his Gurus, Radha damodar and Pitambar, he was thinking of writing its commentary for the Vaishnava students of Vedanta. His discourse with his rivals at Gulta occasioned him to find it. It is the official commentary of the Gaudiya sect on the Vedanta. He says in his Siddhanta Ratna, Govindadev directed him to write his Bhāsya that he named after him and dedicated to his pleasure. Uh, Baladeva used to worship this Govinda image of Rupa Goswami. That is why he is also known by another name as Govinda Das, or Servant of Govinda. He himself has written a sub-commentary on this commentary Govinda Bhāsya. This sub-commentary is not his immediate work, because it refers to his Siddhanta Ratna or Basya Pitaka in its beginning, which mentions Govinda Bhāsya by name. This sub-commentary begins with an obeisance to the Govinda image, which as Baladev mentions was installed by Rupen Sanatan, who dispelled the darkness of Mayavadism. Next he celebrates Jiva, saying, Nejiro, who delivered all rival-thingers belonging to the Sankha, Pashupat, Vivarta and other schools, be my recourse. He proceeds with salutations to Sri Chaitanya, Nichananda, Dvaita and others. Baladev deals with the ori- historical origin of the sect, before he begins this, his subject, tracing it to the Madhava sect, He gives us a list of the successive Acharyas from Madhva to Sichitanya Chaitanya through the line of Patmanabha and Narahari, who were immediate disciples of Madhva. Baladev <coughs> seems to have got the list from the writings of Kavikarnapur, Ganada, Ganadesh Deepika, Gopagurus, Sadhanapadati, and the works of Janachandra, Chaitanya Das and Manohar Baladev tells us beforehand that his views and arguments in his commentary would be in obedience to the Sri Bhagavad Purana, based on the approval of Sri Chaitanya, and in accordance with the views of Madhva. Sri Chaitanya Harisu, Svikrita, Madhva Muni, matanusarata or in other words, the philosophy uh, of the commentary of the Gaudiya sect is mainly based on Madhva's system, modified by the teachings of the Bhagavad. Which Shri Chaitanya particularly emphasized to form his own system of philosophy. Mm. Anyway, like this, he gives us a little bit of background about the uh, Govinda Basya, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, the Govinda Basya is uh, uh, was was successful. Uh, Baladeva was victorious in establishing that the conclusions of the uh, goswamis in Vrindavan Godiyas, was was a bona fide conclusion um, it is available in the uh, in the English language and uh, it is uh, for those who are scholarly they can uh, can purchase. There's Govinda uh, or maybe even uh, find something to download on the internet. Srila Baladevi Djibhusan was, indeed, uh, one of those uh, great theologians. Not only was he a great devotee, but he was also a great theologian. If you think of the great theologians in our tradition, uh, then we can, can think of, of uh, well, of course, uh, the, the six Goswamis, Rupa Sanatana and Jiva Goswami and the other six Goswamis, the other three Goswamis of, out of the six. Uh, they're all working together to establish the Siddhanta of, of Godia Vaishnavism. Uh, and Jiva Goswami, of course, is known particularly as as one who uh, who, who wrote extensively and established the of siddhanta in his and darbas and so many other literatures uh, krishidas as goswami uh, is another one the chaitanya charitamrita is not only the biography of chaitanya mahaprabhu but it is establishing the it is what is the vaishnava siddhanta and as such, it is, is a book of uh, of uh, of, you know, of theology, um, so of great importance. And Baladevi Jibhusan is another uh, important stalwart in establishing um, Vaishnava theology, um, amongst other many other acharyas such as Vishnuch, Jaggamakuta, yes and so on. Anyway, uh, and our Sanat and Goswami. So, and between these Acharyas, they discuss the topics of rasa and tattva, uh, because these two uh, are important and enhance each other. Right? Uh, for example, in, uh, in Vrindavan, uh, our next door neighbors chant a mantra, where they chant the names of Nithai Gaur, they chant the name of Radisham. And, uh, but it is said that their Siddhanta is not right. They, they don't understand the tattva of Nichananda properly because they think that Gaur Nithai are rather in Krishna, uh, which is like uh, a big misunderstanding. Uh, or Chaitanya is Radha in Krishna. He comes particularly to taste that mood of uh, of separation of Shrimati Radhika, yeah? and there, uh, because the, the love and the intensity in separation is of a greater uh, a greater nature than the love in separation, uh, than the love experienced in union, and so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, particularly comes in that mood of Shrimati Radharani to uh, to taste that that unique love that, that she has for Krishna, yeah. that love that is unconditional, and that is, uh, there is no, she has no right to, to, to Krishna. She has no claim, because there's no marriage. So she cannot, uh, not demand that he is by her side. Once a man marries, then the the wife can have a demand. uh, Where are you going? You are my husband. Uh, But no, Krishna has no no such commitment. He's not captured by any external obligation. He is only captured by love and by her dedication. So, yeah. That uh, is the essence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, uh, Mahaprabhu's movement. Pure, unalloyed devotional service. So, in this way, um, we are, I'm enjoying the, the scholarly work of, uh, of Sambhidananda, who is telling us about the uh, uh, yeah, the history um, and literature of, uh, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm. And yeah because it's a PhD thesis it's obviously on the technical side and uh, yeah. There are so many other things. Uh, uh, So I have here uh, something on on the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu Bindu, translated by Banu Swami, Mm. which goes into... uh, yeah many details regarding uh, devotional uh, devotional service. And um, let's see. Oh, well, it doesn't allow me to search, so that's not good. Anyway, we'll stay where we are. So, there are two types of bhakti. Uh, the bhakti, the bhakti according to rules and regulations. yatra rāganavaptatvat pravitir upajayate sa sene naiva shastraya sa vaidhi bhaktiruchate where the actions of bhakti arise not from the attainment of rāg or that means attachment, but by the teachings of scripture, it's called Vaidi bhakti. Characteristics of Vaidi bhakti, Vaidi means Vidhi, rules and regulations. Characteristics of, of Vaidi bhakti are described. If one performs hearing and chanting and other devotional acts out of fear of breaking the scriptural orders, it's called Vaidi bhakti. In undertaking acts of bhakti at the beginning of sadhana, in some cases the cause is greed and in some cases the cause is scriptural orders. When the cause of performing bhakti is not greed and only scriptural orders, it is called vaidhi bhakti. Raga means greed for acts of worship arising from seeing the deity and hearing Krishna's pastimes in the 10th canto. When actions of bhakti arises by the order of scriptures, because of not attaining raga, it's called vaidhi bhakti. Oh, well, okay. So to explain it a little more simple, vaidhi bhakti is when we are performing devotional service based on... Uh, the rules uh, of scripture and standards which we're supposed to follow and Raga Nuga Bhakti Raga any form of Raga Bhakti or follow following devotional service with attachment is where we are very eager to to serve um, out of attachment to to Krishna and out of attachment to love so we can see that mm, Our movement in our movement, everything is is quickly um, quickly infused with a little bit of rock, a beginning of rock, a beginning of attachment, not only out of duty, uh, because we are not so dutiful. I mean, to understand that within Vedic culture, people are trained from early childhood to to engage. In, in activities according to Dharma. So this is your spiritual duty, spiritual duty. But we don't have so much... Those who don't come from a Vedic cultural background don't have much training in giving a life to prescribe duty. So that's very difficult, very difficult. So when bhakti has to be performed, uh, according to prescribed duty from scripture, by people who have no prior training in the earlier life, and who then suddenly take it up, oh, they complained, I cannot do this. This is too too austere, this is too difficult, oh so many rules, oh so many regulations. It is too much. I was new in Krishna consciousness and and everything I did was offensive. You know came in the kitchen with outside clothes. It is offensive. I, 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 I stood in, a, in an improper way. It was offensive. I, uh, Everything I did was offensive. And I just felt like, this is very intense. Right? Uh, now, I, I stood with my hand on my hip. Huh? And uh, and someone said, "Who do you think? Who do you think you are, Krishna?" Huh? The, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I just had my my hand on my hip. I never thought I was Krishna, but just uh, somehow or other stood like that. Anyway, they told me I couldn't stand like that. Oh. So. Uh, what what to do? Uh, all right, I uh, I won't stand like that. Uh, they told me I had to sleep on my side. All right, I'll sleep on my side. They told me I had to uh, you yeah, know had to had to bow down, do so many things. Uh, okay, I have tried, and it. But that was all the Vaidi, that was all the Vaidi. But there was also taste. Right? Immediately there was taste in Kirtan. Uh there, there 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 were all kinds of tastes also. So taste was there from the beginning. And that was was, was a sense of um, so that taste, that's where the Raga Nuga Bhakti begins. Uh, and that is where devotional service in attachment begins mm-hmm. okay okay let's see is this one searchable i'm looking no okay yeah um, uh. so I'll go a little uh, further to my library again And just uh, open another book. Uh, Rupa Goswami's Pajavali is nice. Namunalini, Nalini Nalina Netraya Venu Vajya Vinodine Dara Sudapaya Saline Vanamadine. I offer my respectful obeisances to Sri Krishna, whose eyes are as beautiful as lotus petal, who delights in playing the flute, who drinks the nectar of, of Sri Radha's lips and who wears a garland fo- of forest flowers. Okay. Hmm. Oh. So. Okay. Where were the hunter, Dharma's piety? Dhruva's maturity and Gajendra's knowledge? Where was Kubja's beauty? Where was Sudama's wealth? Where was Vidura's noble birth? Where was Ukasena's chivalrous strength? Lord Madhav is pleased only by devotional service and not by material qualifications. Oh, I like that very much. Yeah, so that hunter somehow or other, uh, he... uh, uh, he he, he, uh, he shot Krishna by accident uh, but he also got the darshan of Krishna but he didn't have uh, there was definitely no piety in him Dhruva was a small boy where was his maturity Gajendra was an elephant what knowledge did an elephant have Kubja was a hunchback what beauty did she have? Sudama was so poor, his clothes were ripped, and uh, he didn't have anything. Where was his wealth? Vidura was a Dasiputra, uh, the son of, of a maidservant. Mm. So where was his noble birth? Bugusena, uh, he was an old man. What chivalrous strength did he have? But Lord Madhav is pleased only by devotional service and by not by material qualifications so it's a beautiful verse Hmm. what is the difference between good and bad deeds let there be only firm devotional service to the supreme lord although the king of snake gives poison and the moon gives sweet nectar lord shiva doesn't see any difference between them and he has by Sri Vishnipuri he has both the snake around his neck and he has a little moon in his hair towards Shiva but this is a very also a very good question good and evil what is the difference between good and bad deeds now we could talk about this right for a long time the difference between good and bad deeds and would be a big discussion Said, so, but no No need. No need. Let there be only firm devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Solved. The whole question, what is good deed, bad deed, now no longer any need to get into morality and ethics and discuss. No. Ethics solved. Right? Ethics solved. Let there be only Firm devotional service to the Supreme Lord. No need to figure out the difference between good and bad deeds. Yudhisthira was asked to lie in the Battle of Kuluksetra, And Yudhisthira had never spoken a lie in his life. As a result, Yudhisthira had a chariot, which just like the chariot of the devatas, was never touching the ground. It was just floating above the ground, imagine. But then Yudhisthira was asked to lie by Krishna. Uh, He was asked to say, Asvatthama is dead. Uh, Everyone knows knew that Yudhisthira would never speak a lie. And if, uh, if somehow or other, Dronacharya heard that his son had died, then he would lose the will to fight. And then maybe he could be killed. Yes. So it was all orchestrated that Yudhisthira didn't have to say Asvatthama was dead. There was an elephant named Asvatthama, and they killed it. So all that Yudhisthira had to do was to say uh, that the elephant, um, Asvatthama, is dead. And Krishna arranged that day, as Yudhisthira said, Asvatthama, that day, uh, blew conch shows. But Yudhisthira, even that was very difficult for Yudhisthira because he felt it's like, uh, it's like, it's in a way a lie because it is like, We are creating an impression, and I'm knowingly doing it. So they had to pressurize him to do it. Then he did it. And then Yudhisthira spoke that uh, sentence, which technically speaking was not a lie, but it was meant for the purpose of giving a false impression to to Jona Jara. So Yudhisthira really didn't like it, but he did it. And then, afterwards, his chariot touched the ground. Ooh, yes. But but why did his chariot touch the ground? Not because he spoke the lie, but because he hesitated to execute the order to fulfill the desire of Krishna. So at that point he showed he was more concerned with the difference of good and bad deeds than about devotional service to the Lord. There was his hesitation for a moment, but he did choose for devotional service. But that showed like a a little struggle in Yudhisthira, which is also uh, very nice. Here the Pandavas and they are the great perfect devotees. but we we'll also see, and Yudhisthira is, is Dharmaraj, he is the uh, most pious personality and so on. But we're seeing also his struggle between, uh, for a moment, between mundane morality and pure transcendental morality, uh, which is just summed up here so nicely. What is the difference between good and bad deeds? That there be only firm devotional service to the Supreme Lord. Now, this Pajabali is the uh, is the uh, uh, it is the verse book of Rupa Goswami. These are not verses that he that he wrote, but these are verses that he collected. Uh, so these are quotes that he considered valuable. Uh, so here we have. This verse. Um, OK, let's see. And then the next verse is is, a, is is continuing in the same trend on this transcendental ethics. Oh, Madhusudan, if a wise person takes to heart service to your lotus feet, then any sins he may have committed are nullified. But if a so-called wise person rejects your service, he must suffer all sinful reactions, though he may have committed no sinful deed. Hmm. So same thing. Here's the scriptures, and there's so many rules and regulations regarding to sin. So I did not steal. I did not kill. I did not uh, I did not uh, touch another man's wife I did not do any such things uh, I didn't commit any sinful act but I didn't commit didn't engage in devotional service uh one who rejects the service of the Lord must suffer all sinful reactions. Um, it is the same as Gavi Karnapur said. It's like either there's devotional service or there is an ocean of unwanted deeds. Um, the Srimad uh, Bhagavatam is said, Yes, yes, That even if one has all the good qualities of the demigods, if one is not engaging in devotional service, then the chariot of the mind will take one away from, and one will lose again, all the good qualities. So, very, very nice. And then here's the next verse. Not by wearing saffron cloth, not by restricting food and other sense activities, not by living in the forest, not by discussing philosophy, and not by observing a vow of silence, but only by even the slightest beginning of devotional service to the lotus feet of Lord Govinda, who enjoys pastimes on the Yamuna's white banks, is Kamadev stopped. So this cupid, uh, karma dev, is is a very uh, difficult uh, personality. it said, and it's not going to happen by by saffron cloth. It's not going to happen by fasting. Uh. It's not going to happen by being very renounced and living in the forest, or by endlessly discussing philosophy. Yes. Not by monavrat, uh, by being silent, the vow of silence, uh, but only by the slightest beginning of devotional service. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll just say it one more time, because just now my, uh, my brahmacharya servant came into the room. Oh, he goes out again, then I will not read it again. Uh, he'll hear it on the tape. So, yes, Kamadev, uh, so not be wearing saffron cloth, he, he missed it, uh, what to do. Uh, that is how Kamadev, Kamadev is stopped by devotional service. So uh, let me see what I have on Kamadev, I do have some notes on Kamadev here, uh, okay. Oops, something went wrong. Karma Okay. So there's a book here from God of Desires, Tales of Karmadev in Sanskrit story literature from, uh, from a scholar named Catherine Benton. In the Shiva Purana, Brahma himself tells us what has happened. Creation of Kamadeva. After creating the guardians of creatures, the Pajapati, as well as Daksha and other gods, I considered myself higher than others and was delighted. But, O oh sage, as I created Marichi, Atri, Pulaha, Pulascha, Angiras, Kratu, Vasista, Narda, Daksha and Brigu, my mental sons of lordly stature, a beautiful woman with handsome feature was born of my mind. She was variously called Sandhya, D- Divaksanta, Sayam Sandhya and Dhyantika. She was very beautiful with well-shaped eyebrows, capable of captivating even the minds of sages neither in the human world nor among the gods was there such a woman of complete perfection in all ways nor was there such a woman in the nether worlds or in the three times past present and future just as i was thinking like this another amazingly beautiful being appeared out of my mind he had a golden complexion his chest was stout and firm his nose was fine his thighs hips and calves were round and plump he had blue Blue-black waves of hair. His eyebrows were thick-set and tremulous. His face shone like the full moon. His hairy chest was broad like a door. He was as huge as a celestial elephant, airavata He was wearing a blue cloth. His hands, eyes, face, legs, and fingers were red in color. He was slender waist and fine teeth. He smelled like an elephant in rut. His eyes were like the petals of a full-blown lotus. He was fragrant like the filaments of a flower. His neck was like the conch. He had the emblem of a fish. He was tall. He had the maraka for his vehicle. He was armed with a, bow, with a bow and five flowers for arrows. His glance was very seductive. As he rolled his eyes here and there, O oh, dear one, his very breath was a fragrant wind. He was accompanied by the sentiment of love. On seeing that being, my sons were struck with curiosity, fascination, and eagerness. Their minds immediately became crooked, perverted, and confused. Smitten with love, they lost their mental resolve. On seeing me, the Creator and Lord of the Worlds, this person bowed down, his shoulders bent in humility, and said, O Brahma, what is the work I am to do? Please assign me an honourable task. Please tell me, what is my honourable and suitable place? Who will be my wife? Mm. on hearing these words of the noble soul karma the creator did not say anything for a short while surprised at this predicament um, steadying his mind and abandoning his surprised demeanor Brahma who, who was already a victim of karma spoke the following words uh, so Brahma himself also became affected by Cupid by Cupid um, and uh, so no one, is, Lord Brahma said things like in this universe consisting of the three worlds and both mobile and immobile beings, no living beings, not even the gods, will be able to defy you. O best among beings, even I, Brahma, Vasudev and Shiva will be in your control, not to speak of ordinary living beings. Invisibly you will enter the hearts of living beings, excite, thrilling feelings of pleasure, and carry on the activities of creation that are to last forever. The minds of all living beings will become an easy target for your five flower arrows, and you will be the cause of elation. So I've assigned you the task of facilitating creation. This is about the creation of Kamadev, which uh, was a section of the shiva purana and uh, so and then uh, it said that uh, the 12 places then where kamadev would reside where a woman's waist hairs thighs breast navel knees hips a cuckoo's chirping Moonlight, rains, Chaitra, and the Vaishak months. In this way, Kamadev has his residence. And we were reading earlier on, Kamacharya's servant has come back. So just for him, not by wearing saffron cloths, not by restricting food and other sense activities, not by living in the forest, not by discussing philosophy, not by observing a vow of silence, but only by even the slightest beginning of devotional service to the lotus feet of Lord Govinda, who enjoys pastimes on the Yamuna's white banks, is Kamadev stopped. Hmm. I think... That was enough. Thank you very much to the Prophet Kijad.